What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another Best Of. I'm your host, Ryan Satin. And for those of you who weren't able to listen to every podcast that I did this week, don't worry. I'm not too mad about it. I'm a little disappointed, but I'm not mad. Just disappointed. But I still got you covered. We got you every week here with a Best Of where I'm going to give you a taste of everything that was in the podcast feed, starting with this week's Raw Roundup. Is Cody Rhodes coming out first? That's how the show started, and so I'll talk about that real quick. Cody Rhodes winning the Royal Rumble. If you didn't see it, I interviewed him moments after the match. The video is on WWE on Fox. You should go check it out. It's a good conversation for five minutes, but it's really cool seeing him just moments after relishing in his big victory. So go make sure you check that out. As for my thoughts on him winning the match, I'll get to that in one second. I'll get to that in one second because it it pertains to his whole promo in the beginning, which was exactly what we knew he would be doing, and that was delivering a passionate promo about where he is at in his career. And it's so cool, man. Like, Cody Rhodes... I was someone, when he left WWE, if you've been listening to my work that long, excuse me, if you've been listening to my work that long, or watching me, or, you know, consuming my content, I remember doing a podcast after he first left, talking about how I felt like he could have been the guy, he could have been someone who was at the top, and since leaving All he did was show that that was accurate, that the people who believed in him then were right. And now that he's back and he's got this character that's so perfect for him, I mean, I know it's just him, but he's just got himself. He knows who he is and what people want from his character, and it works perfectly. Uh, But you can really just relate to his whole story, you know, betting on yourself, believing in your abilities, and in the whole thing paying off. And now we're here at WrestleMania. Really enjoyed this promo where he tracked his career from the beginning to now by asking if he'd tell his young self about everything that happened to him along the way. Says he wouldn't. He then brought up his theme song and how in it he says wrestling has more than one royal family. And for that to be vindicated, he has to stand in front of another by taking on Roman Reigns and his bloodline. Now, I love this quote at the end. Where he said at WrestleMania, undesirable has already become undeniable, but undeniable remains uncrowned. And on that night, it ends. At WrestleMania, pull up a chair, sit wherever the hell you want. On that night, somebody else is going to be eating, or eating first. And after WrestleMania, you can be the tribal chief, you can be the head of the table, you can be the biggest superstar in the world, but one thing that Roman Reigns will not be is the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Man, this was such a good promo. To wrap it all up, to give my thoughts on all of this, Cody Rhodes main eventing WrestleMania against Roman Reigns. I love it. I love it. As a pro wrestling fan, I think that if I you put all the business thoughts aside and what you think uh, you know, might be happening from a booking standpoint or The Rocks or Stone Colds or whatever... I think for a long time, what we all said was WrestleMania should be the top babyface and the top heel. And I know some of you will say, well, that's Sami Zayn right now. I get it. That's a different story. Uh, that, that's, that, that, that was uh, an unexpected 
situation that arose. But still, they're going to work it out and make it not feel disappointing that everything's happening with Sami Zayn. So, Cody Rhodes is that top babyface. The most market... Let me say this. He's the most marketable babyface they have. Huge following. Started his own wrestling company. Was so successful he was able to leave it and come back to achieve his goal. Dusty Rhodes' son doing what Dusty Rhodes was unable to do. There's so many factors in this, and it's perfect. It's perfect. From a pro wrestling standpoint, you want to see the top babyface, the guy that people are behind, taking down this unstoppable heel. Heels and faces. I know for a long time people said, oh, gray area this or gray area that. Don't like the gray area. I want... Clear-cut baby faces and heels, especially when you're going into WrestleMania. That way, the crowd knows who to be cheering for, knows who to be booing for. You could tell a better story that way when there's a clear difference between the two. And right now, Roman Reigns is literally at the most hated he's ever been with the Sami Zayn stuff. A lot, for a while, people were finally cheering Roman Reigns because they were into this cool heel character but the Sami Zayn story has now turned Roman Reigns into an absolute heel monster that the people are chanting F you Roman app but not because they it's go away heat it's because they actually are so invested in the story and now we get Cody Rhodes coming in here a guy who a lot of fans believed in then finally getting his chance to take down Roman Reigns, and taking something that he wanted 10 years ago. This promo encapsulated all that so perfectly, and man, I am so hyped for Roman Reigns versus Cody Rhodes. I think this story is going to be a chef's kiss. Triple H is already cooking. Things are simmering. We haven't even heard from Roman yet. You know he's going to go uh, he's going to go nuclear when given the opportunity. This is going to be good. There's going to be a lot of wrestling history involved. Two huge wrestling families. Triple H trying to make a point with his very first WrestleMania that he's booking. Just mm. all of these factors together really have me hyped. And this promo was a good way to start off this feud, start off this program. And it was smart. You know, Cody talked about how he has been mindful of saying Roman Reigns' name for a long time. So when he said it, in this promo, you could feel the 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 weight behind it of him finally basically calling Roman out. I shouldn't say basically, he did. He called Roman out here at the end. Oh, I can't wait to see what Roman has to say back. It's going to be good. But, oh, and one more thing um, with The Rock. I don't think it matters that The Rock wasn't there. Yeah, I know we talked about it on the, on the preview show that The Rock might be there. We talked about The Rock fitting into the Sami Zayn storyline. Some, you know, with Roman, it would be perfect to kind of, kind of have him fit in there some way and, and continue that on to WrestleMania. I, a piece of me still thinks we're going to see The Rock at WrestleMania, and that it's going to be maybe a surprise, like Steve Austin did, because it does feel like they're leaning into it too much now. They would have kept it. I don't know. I don't think they would have had Roman. They would. I guess they have no say over what they talk about on the Tonight Show with the about the Rock. 
And, and Triple H, too. Like, the question that got asked in the press conference, you know, we weren't told what to ask. But both answers from both Triple H and Roman Reigns felt like they were calling The Rock out a little too much for someone who has been so good to the company. It felt like they were calling him out too much for someone that they are trying to entice into being in the match. It felt like wrestler... Uh, it felt like, you know, one of those things that's going to be used to kind of show why The Rock said F it and came back anyways. So I don't know. I had this weird feeling like we're still going to see The Rock versus Roman Reigns as maybe even like a surprise match on night two or something. And it's just not advertised. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know. Maybe I'm, Maybe this is just wishful thinking. But what I will say is I definitely think that Cody is going to be the one to dethrone Roman Reigns. He's the most marketable babyface in the company right now. T-shirts, you know, you can put him on the cover of the video game. Sell the, the action figures. He's a guy who you can put the company on his back. So, I think it's perfect. Very good booking all around. I like the Royal Rumble match too. Um, you know, parts of it I didn't get to see because I was running around backstage to shoot those interviews. But... I rewatched it today, and I didn't mind the lack of surprises. I almost felt like it was pretty cool to have the current roster get the shine and get to tell their own story that revolved around who wants to go to WrestleMania, which is what the match is about, rather than it being a sideshow of all these old acts that you know are never going to actually go to WrestleMania. There were people missing from this match that, that, that I was actually surprised about. You know, so it shows just how good the current roster is right now as it is. And maybe all these, you know, old legends who are clearly not going to go to WrestleMania uh, being the focus isn't necessary. We can tell a good story just like back in the day with the talent that is currently on the roster who are all insanely talented. So I liked it. And Gunther, man, what a star making showing from Gunther. Okay, I'll stop with the Royal Rumble talk. I'll get back to Monday Night Raw. So uh, Cody had that promo, and then Judgment Day appear to confront him. Dom said Cody ruined the Judgment Day's plan of Rhea and Dom both winning the Rumble. Priest said Dom should have been the multi-generational wrestler facing Roman at WrestleMania, not Cody. Uh, Cody interjects, asking if Dom is trying to scare him straight, and Dom says... He doesn't have any respect for any dads in the building, including Cody's. <laughs> the ultimate hater of dads, Dominic Mysterio. <laughs> that line cracked me up how he has he doesn't have respect for any dads. Just no respect for the father role whatsoever. <laughs> That's deep. Cody then challenges one of them to a match, and later it's confirmed that'll be again that it'll be against. Finn Balor. The segment appears to be over, but suddenly Edge runs out to attack, and backstage officials try to break things up as all hell breaks loose. We'll get we'll get to Judgment Day and Cody later in the show. There's more to talk about with them, but first, we had an amazing, amazing match between Seth Rollins and Chad Gable, a qualifier for the Elimination Chamber match that will be for the United States title this year. Now, there was a great sequence in this match where Gable hit a brutal-looking dragon screw whip out of the corner. He then tried a moonsault, but Seth 
moved out of the way and rolled him up, then lifted Gable up for a buckle bomb. And the cardio here was just insane. <laughs> he tried to pick up Gable, and you could see him struggling briefly for a second. And it was just like, oh, is he going to do it? But the strength that he had where he like held it for a second, kept, kept his power in, and then shot up. I just went, whoa, that is some strength right there. That's all that CrossFit Jesus work right there from Seth Rollins. Gable also, sorry, didn't mean to have my phone on. Sorry, I thought I silenced it. Did I silence my computer? Oh, I didn't. That noise just made me silence the computer. So you're welcome, everybody. <laughs> Gable also bridged up at one point in the match from a pin attempt and then hit an awesome cliffhanger DDT for a close near fall. Gable also held in an ankle lock for a long time later in the match. Seth tried to reverse it and hit the stomp, but Gable locked the ankle lock back in and when pushed out, it allowed Seth to hit the pedigree for the win. Fantastic action in this match. All right, next, here's a portion of this week's interview on Out of Character. What's the biggest change that you have to make when you're going from heel Charlotte to babyface Charlotte? Like everything? <laughs> like basically me? <laughs> Take away my accolades? <laughs> Take away everything? <laughs> like <laughs> like uh, on Raw 30, um, it's I, originally I was going to say, and I beat... Uh, Trish Stratus, Ronda Rousey, Nikki and Brie, Bailey, Becky, like, name all, like, how about I just say, and I had the opportunity to face, like, you really have, like, when it comes from me, like, I feel like I have to, there is such a fine line, like, anything that I say, so it was just, you know, I've had the opportunity to face all these people, and whether I'm a good guy or bad guy, I would definitely say, you know, all of these women helped me get to where I am, but even just saying beat versus face them is like everything is so micromanaged. Like how many times can I say 14 in a promo? Just once. <laughs> Maybe just don't say it at all. You know what I mean? Like, so then babyface Charlotte's much more humble than it seems like. Because I feel like the, the Charlotte we're used to is very confident in herself and what she's done and doesn't hold anything back for anyone. But I even feel like when I was a bad guy, I was, maybe not humble. The wrong. character? No. You the person, No, yeah, the character. Me the per yeah, the character. Um, yeah, I just don't talk about anything that I've done <laughs> so far. I was dying. Under race history. I was dying when you were, <laughs> that match the other day when you grabbed the title from Jessica and you like did your heel thing where you like grabbed it and then you stopped yourself and were like, wait, I'm a good guy now. Thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you. I was you, like, do you. I hug her right now or not? Is this really awkward? But I just, I, okay. You know how I said I was nervous. Like would I remember how to be Charlotte. Yeah, there was no problem. I won. I went for the title, went to snap. Oh, wait, that is not how you act. <laughs> so yeah, that won't happen again. Okay, good. I want to get to your return, but I want to ask a little bit about your time away first. Mm -hmm. um, did you stay up to date at all on WWE when you were gone, or was it a complete disconnect? I tried not to. It was, um, I was pretty disconnected. Yeah. Did that help you? 
yeah. seems healthy to do that. I feel like when you're stuck in that bubble for as long as you had been, like it's so healthy to kind of just like get away for a little bit. Well, it's like, what do I want? What do Manny and I want? What does the future look like? Like, I never really, like, this time has gone by so fast and everyone says, you know, it, it does and it has. And in the same breath, I still feel like there's all these things I wanna do, but that like, I keep getting asked all these questions, like what's net, like, like, am I supposed to like wanna be done? Like, I never thought of it that way. So d disconnecting for me was more like, well, when my, when I joined FCW that turned into NXT and my brother died, I just never looked back and just threw myself into works. And this was like the first time that there, I, what do I like other than wrestling? Like other, you know, what do I like? You know, not worried about the pressure, the storylines, the being on or just, no, like none of it. I tried to like, I had to. I think that I was interviewing Emma recently and we talked about how like, when you're younger sometimes it feels like you need something, like you, yeah. you need to succeed. And then you kind of get to a place when you're a little older where it's more of like, is this what I want though? And I, and I feel like that's kind of like what you're talking about a little bit of like, well, what do I want in life? Like, what do I, this- like, What am I trying yeah. to like, what is the big picture? Cause it just, it went by so fast. And everyone always asks, well, like, what is there left to do? And I'm like, well, am I not supposed to want that next like juicy storyline or that feud that makes you like not want to turn the channel? Like that's, you know, what performing's all about. I'm like, why is that such a, like, hard for people to understand. Well, I mean, well, the like, best part about wrestling is that it, it almost doesn't end. It always keeps it going. It always keeps going. It's forever yeah. and ever and ever. And so like, that's why I, as a wrestling fan, was drawn to it as, yeah. as a young kid. Cause I was like, oh, all my other shows, they have seasons and they, they go off and WWE's always there. It's a constant. And so I think that, um, yeah, I think that people sometimes are trying to end people's careers way too early when it's like, no, that's the whole fun of well, wrestling. Yeah, I'm not saying it never has to I've end. I've main-evented. I'm not going to say I've main-evented. I'm not going to say I want to win this title. I just, I really want that next storyline that takes the character to a different place, yep. you know? Mm -hmm. So, that I mean, I think any performer wants that. In your time away, you said that you were trying to figure out what you liked and what you, yeah. is there anything that you discovered that you liked that you didn't know before? Um, museums. Okay. I, Manny and I had the opportunity to explore Rome, Venice, and Florence, and we had a tour guide every single day, and I've never, I, I mean, as a kid, my parents, you know, took a sightseeing, but not to a lot of museums, and I remember throughout school, I was just kind of like there with my friends being cool in the back. <laughs> and like I was really intrigued and um, you know, wanting to learn more. Uh, so I, I never saw myself as a museum person. Museums like was, are fun. I was blown away. They're yeah. really cool like when you, yep. and I also do think you need to be older to kind of like appreciate, appreciate them a little maybe bit. Maybe that's what, it, yeah. Cause it, I agree, when you're younger, you're like, okay, this is like an old thing. I don't really cool care. Cool painting, let's get a picture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, let's get the selfie. No, but like I was, um, 
There, I, I really enjoyed it. Yeah. I really like modern art museums. They're there because you just see weird stuff that isn't necessarily like super old or whatever, but it's just kind of like, oh, that's cool looking. I would put that Very up in my abstract. house. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of abstract stuff for sure. Yeah. I love Italy. Italy's one of my favorite places yeah. to go. You guys were there for your honeymoon? Um, we went to Italy for seven days, okay. but right when we got married, we went to, um, where all did we go? <laughs> First to Costa Rica, okay. and then to Tequila, Mexico. Oh, sick. So we only went on two trips, but it just seemed like, because we posted so many pictures. Um, but you've been working for so long, two trips is like everything. No, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I know, like more than four days, like, <laughs> yes, it is. It is a lot. <laughs> yeah, I uh like I can eat all the gelato in the world <laughs> and not worry about it. Dude, honestly, pasta for breakfast? I was just going to say Italy for the best part of Italy is the food. It's oh just so much good food constantly. Yeah, I mean, I performed in Italy before, but I I guess I didn't eat. Like while I was there, I didn't realize like well, I guess it was just catering like, yeah, You're probably just vegetables. shoving it in in between. No, the food was incredible. Like it's crazy that you have like two hour meals. I, yes. And they're just like constantly bringing more food, we more didn't wine. Stop eating. It's the best. <laughs> no, not at all. It's also crazy how pizza is so different there. Pizza, pasta, I mean, just every, the way of life is different. Very much so. Yeah. Very much so. Yeah. They I, said Americans are very competitive. I was like, no, really? <laughs> Manny in the back was like, I told you. It's not just me saying that to you. <laughs> Does he say that to you? Yes. <laughs> Are you competitive with him? I don't think so, but he said I am. In what ways? I don't know. <laughs> In every way possible, I guess. <laughs> uh, your guys' wedding looked awesome. Oh, it was, yeah, it was awesome. I, uh, one of the things I, when I was looking at it, at the time I remember, I was thinking, and I, I'm so glad we're finally here to talk about it, was the wedding officiant the guy who Nacho Libre was based on? Yes. That's so cool. Like, I felt like it was a really under-looked at aspect of your wedding. I was like, Nacho Libre was her, so the wedding officiant? he, from what Manny told me, was a famous luchador that changed his ways over time, and now he's like, one of the most sought after priests That's so cool. to, I guess, officiate weddings. And he was able to do ours. And I didn't understand the service completely. <laughs> but Manny was whispering everything that the guy was saying. And it wasn't just your typical, um, I guess, service or ceremony. The the priest was talking about how he was a luchador and um, participated in um, like negative things that hurt his marriage and then he changed his life and what happiness and love and loyalty and respect and all like how when he found God it changed his life. It was just, it was really cool. That's great. Yeah, I, from the weddings I've been, when when someone has a good speech, it definitely makes a yeah. difference for sure. Even if you don't. So like fifty percent were really into it, and then my family were like, "This is so beautiful." <laughs> well, I just thought it was gonna be tacky if someone was gonna translate the the ceremony. And it like doubles the length of it. It wasn't. I mean, it was pretty short, but I felt like that was more important because he had more family there, and then we had translators during the reception. Okay. 
That so. makes sense. Also, you got Nacho Libre doing your service, so it's it's worth it to not just have it in English. I get, I. I guess he is based after Nacho Libre, is what he was saying. I looked it up. It said, I, I think his name's Frey Tormenta, is yes, that right? Yes, I think. I think. And, yeah. and I looked it up before we did this too, and I, but I figured you would know for sure. But yeah, it basically I'm said- I'm so bad with names. <laughs> no, no, I meant that if it was Nacho Libre, not necessarily his name, but it, yeah, it said that, that the story of Nacho yep. Libre was very similar to like what happened to him in life, that like he, was a he was a priest and then or worked at a orphanage or whatever and then was doing lucha libre to help the orphanage and bring food and money to them and then he just became a big luchador and it eventually became cool for him to do both or whatever so yeah when I saw that honestly when I saw that there was a luchador doing your wedding I was like that's sick a luchador officiating the yeah. wedding that's a real Mexican wedding right there uh, what was the highlight of the night for you though something that you did understand maybe. Um, oh my gosh, there's so many highlights. We got time. Probably when we were all sitting there for the ceremony, because I never imagined all of Manny's family and all of my family together in one place. It, it felt so difficult or uh, impossible, like not a reality, yep. and it became a reality. Um, and even if it was just for one day, and like... I had everyone that I wanted to be there there, because um, I have a, like a close group, small. So, yeah, and I, and I know for him it was really important. Lastly, here's a portion of the SmackDown Roundup. Next, Bray Wyatt sat in a rocking chair backstage, and Uncle Howdy walked up to put his hand on Bray's shoulder, then gave a creepy look in the camera. I don't think. I talked about it on the Raw podcast, but I did watch the Pitch Black match once I got some time to myself. I was in the airport watching it, and it looked cool. It definitely looked cool. I think the only reason it fell short with some people was really the you know the match being fairly short and then the post-match thing where Uncle Howdy missed LA Knight kind of gave people a reason to, to hate. But now that Howdy and Bray Wyatt seem to be working in accordance with each other, I think that's also what we were supposed to get from this little moment between them, is that Uncle Howdy is slowly creeping into control of Bray Wyatt's mind again. I think that's what we're supposed to be getting from all of this, but I'm still not quite sure this was short, so that's all I was able to glean from this segment. Next, Shotzi versus Shayna Baszler versus Natalia versus Zelina Vega for a spot in the women's elimination chamber match. These four put in work here. You know, they were starting the match off with back and forth action and it allowed each to rapidly get their stuff in. The action continued after the break until Natalia locked Zelina in the sharpshooter to get the win. I love it because I didn't even think about the fact that we're going to be in Canada, man. Of course, Natalia has got to be in the Elimination Chamber match for this for this event. If the event's in Canada, you got to have a heart who's on your roster on the show. Because much like Sami Zayn, she's going to get that heart pop in Canada. Well, I, I should, excuse me. He's not going to get the heart pop. He's going to get the Canada pop, the hometown pop. 
she's going to get that heart love hometown pop in Canada. I don't know. I guess I worded that weirdly. But I think that it makes all the sense in the world for Natalia to be in this match. I was wondering if maybe there'll be, you know, a last chance match at some point as well. I don't know. Uh, no, actually, now that I think about it, wait, hold on. Did I, uh, what's the order look like now? I didn't write it. Of course, Ryan, me, me being unprofessional here, I did not write down who all the competitors are right now. Oh, no, there's only one spot left, so there's not going to be a last chance match because there's that other... There's already another match scheduled for Raw, so I take that back. Because Shotzi would have been cool to have in that match. Shotzi gets hardcore. Um, Shayna Baszler is pretty dominant, so if she's not winning the match, I can see why you wouldn't want to put her in there. Um, Zelina Vega would have been a good choice as well. But Natalia really was the most logical choice here. Uh, legend on the roster. She's a Hart family member, which means she's a legend in Canada. You got to give that one to Natalia. Who's, who, who, you know what, who, I got to say, Natalia underrated on social media. People talk about people working on social media and some of the, you know, things they'll do, like Sami Zayn, who's great on social media, you know, but Natalia's social media underrated with her assistant Bob and all the stuff she does on there. I crack up at the stuff that she does on social media. She's so funny to me on there. It's like one that people don't talk about enough. People don't give enough love to because she's been around for so long. But her social media stuff cracks me up. Lastly, we had the Bloodline locker room. And everyone apologizing in the locker room for still being unable to get in touch with Jay Uso. Roman tells the group they need to be as strong as they ever were heading into WrestleMania. He then see. <clears throat> He then says that he has uh, a full spread of food waiting for them in the bus, but he wants to go to the ring alone. So then Roman makes his entrance after the commercial break, and before he can even talk, the crowd is chanting for Sammy. Roman says he'd rather talk about Cody Rhodes, someone who won the Royal Rumble and deserves his attention, but, quote, you simple folk have reduced me to talking about the past. Roman says there's two sides to every story, and he wants to tell his. First, pause, because I'm going to talk a lot about Sammy. I'm really happy that it was at least addressed that Roman has Cody in the wings. Because say what you will about this Roman uh, and Sammy versus Roman and Cody conversation about WrestleMania... Say what you will about that. Cody Rhodes still had a big return and won at the Royal Rumble at the WWE Undisputed Universal Champion. Should at least be acknowledging, no point intended, that that happened and that Cody is in the wings and the most important man on his tail right now. Smart, good. You don't want to disregard the fact that Cody Rhodes won the match. You don't want to make it feel unimportant in the eyes of the champion, especially if the possible plan is to have Cody Rhodes dethrone Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. 
All right, so that just that out of the way, I think it needed to be said because I think that ultimately, you know, we are the person who's going to dethrone Roman Reigns is going to be Cody Rhodes. So we want to make sure we continue to make that feel as important as possible. And I'm going to tell you why I think it's going to be Cody Rhodes in just a second. We're going to get there. So uh, Roman explains that at War Games, he told everyone that he saw everything he needed to see, but what he saw was actually greed. Someone looking to use his island of relevancy. Sammy then jumps Roman from behind and goes on the attack to a massive pop from the crowd. But Roman fights back and gains the upper hand. Oh, thought I had muted that. As always, I didn't. Uh, Sammy, uh, Roman requests a chair, but Sammy hits him with a spear and the crowd goes nuts. Sammy picks up the chair after that and chases him away. He then takes the mic saying that Roman was wrong. He never wanted anything from Roman Reigns until now. Now he wants to take the undisputed universal championship from Roman Reigns. Yeah, that's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> uh, Sammy turns around, however, and eats a super kick from Jimmy Uso. Solo and Jimmy beat Sammy down after that, and Roman returns to the ring. He then stops Solo from taking Sammy out with the chair and gets in Sammy's face. The crowd chants for Jay, uh, and Roman tells Sammy that Jay isn't here because Sammy broke up their bloodline. He then says he wants Sammy in Montreal at extreme, excuse me, at Elimination Chamber, and he's going to break him in front of his entire family. Say, uh, the whole thing, he's like screaming in Sammy's face at this point. Just screaming in his face. And we just see him breaking down. How freaking good was this? First and foremost, Sammy just coming in on the attack was kind of unexpected at this point i definitely didn't expect to see sammy just rolling in there that hard on the attack and almost one-upping roman reigns for a second at least uh you know almost one-upping him uh you know just a man on fire how great was that as someone who's been a fan of sammy Zayn since he came into wwe just of this sammy Zayn character i mean so just it makes me so hyped to see the evolution of where this character has gone to where he is now is so cool i'm just like i was just elated watching this just going like man i can't believe this is something we're actually gonna see we're actually gonna see sammy Zayn challenge for the wwe undisputed universal championship against roman reigns and the people watching the majority of people watching would love to see sammy Zayn dethrone roman reigns and his long title reign that's crazy i love it so much i say that's crazy because i just never thought we'd be at that point i never thought that the majority of the wwe wwe universe was ever gonna get on my level of enjoying this character but everyone is on board now everyone is behind Sami Zayn. these are unreal 
pops that he is getting right now. That being said, that being said, um, you know, the conversation I referenced for referenced earlier about whether it should be Cody Rhodes or Sami Zayn against Roman Reigns for the title. I think this. I think what we're getting right now is the best possible outcome. Because we're getting Sami Zayn in a title match. That's ultimately what we wanted at the end of all this. I don't think the ultimate goal had to be he dethrones Roman Reigns. I think we just wanted the outcome of this story to benefit Sami Zayn. And that's what it has done. Sami Zayn is on another level than he ever was in the company these past few years. He is on a whole new playing field. He even talked about it. In that recent interview, he said that he's at the tippy top right now. And this is the first time he's been at the tippy tippy top. He's been at the top before, but now he's doing stuff at the tippy top. And I think that that's ultimately what I wanted to see. That was ultimately the thing that I felt like he deserved. Yeah, would I love to see him win the title? Absolutely. But here's what I really think. I think that the person who beats... Roman Reigns for the Undisputed Universal Championship after all this time needs to be the person that's going to carry this company on their back the way that Roman Reigns has these past few years. And even in that interview that I referenced earlier with Ariel Helwani and Sami Zayn, even he said he's not sure he's really that guy, the guy that the, can carry the company on his back. He's not necessarily like the John Cena or the Roman Reigns. And I do think that I you know that that he could be WWE champion one day. In the near future even. I just believe that the person who is going to beat Roman Reigns needs to be the person who's carrying this company on their back going forward. Someone that's going to be doing a bajillion interviews everywhere. Someone who's going to make the company, uh, draw in tons of money as the main event person. The guy who people, you know, want to, you know, who, who can look like an absolute superhero, um, who can be the corporate person, who can be the, every single action figure and look like a walking, talking, uh, you know, larger than life superhero. I think that's Cody Rhodes. I think that's Cody Rhodes. That's what he was brought in for. He's someone that you can put the company on their back and he'll run with it and he'll rise it even he'll 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 take it on his back and he'll lift it even higher. I think that's someone who Cody Rhodes is. And he deserves that opportunity after everything that he has done for the wrestling industry and for everything that he has done for us as fans. I think he deserves that moment. We wanted to see it right before this. I think that Sami Zayn becoming WWE champion is something that's inevitably going to happen. And I think that you can make it a Mick Foley-like moment when it does. Because, in fact, the whole allure of Sami Zayn when he was a good guy in, in NXT for a while was that he couldn't win the big one. You can redo that storyline, which was so popular in NXT, of Sami not being able to win the big one. 
and do it again now, starting with this WWE Championship. So when it does finally happen in a Mick Foley-esque way where you weren't expecting it, I think it's even crazier. I just don't think that moment is right now. I think that the moment needs to be someone who's going to be the next John Cena, who's going to be the next Roman Reigns for the WWE, who's going to be someone who's on that level for the company. And I think that Cody Rhodes is finally an opportunity of someone who can help with that. So I think that because of that, Cody has to be the guy that dethrones Roman Reigns. It's the story that we all want to see. And I think that, yes, we want to see Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns, but thankfully we're getting that before. And like I said, I think that it means we're getting the both the best of every world here. We're still getting Sami Zayn versus Roman, and then we're going to get the WrestleMania match that takes us into the next few years where Cody Rhodes is going to be one of the top guys in the company alongside Roman Reigns. And I'm stoked for it. The guy deserves it. I'm pumped for it. So I do think that that is, where, that, that is what is going to happen, and I think it's the right call, and I'm really glad that we're getting Sami Zayn in a title match before because that satiates everything. Everyone is satisfied at that point because we all get what we want and what we need and how we can all be satisfied going forward. I don't think it becomes a Daniel Bryan-like situation because fans are getting what they want still. Sami Zayn's not being kept out of anything. As we can see here, Sami Zayn is getting a huge, massive push. So I'm pumped for this. Elimination Chamber, Sami Zayn versus Roman Reigns. Hyped. That's going to be awesome. All right, that's it. I'm done. Officially tapping out for now. Before I get out of here, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast feed. If you enjoyed this little taste of the roundups, you'll get full Raw and SmackDown roundups every week. So make sure you subscribe to this podcast feed and check those out. I put a lot of work into them. So I hope that you're enjoying them. And if you are enjoying them, make sure you leave a review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on i think you can only leave an actual review on apple podcast but leave a, a rating on spotify just let people know you like this show please i want more people to listen to it <laughs> also make sure that you subscribe to the wwe on fox youtube channel that's where you can find out of character every wednesday on video so go subscribe to the wwe on fox youtube channel there's also clips from ron smackdown there there's clips from out of character there's youtube shorts there's a community tab everything that you would want out of a youtube channel in wrestling is there on the wwe on fox youtube channel so go make sure you subscribe and also follow wwe on fox on social media, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, TikTok. We're on all of them, so make sure you are following us there. All right, you go have a great Sunday, and we'll be back Monday, tomorrow, to talk about Monday Night Raw once it's over.